Internet Shelf is brought to you by Chatdesk. Supercharge your customer experience with Chatdesk, the future of customer support. Infinite Shelf is brought to you by Gibbs, a high-performing donation incentive app for Shopify stores that allows you to move away from costly discounts while supporting the charities your customers care about. Infinite Shelf is brought to you by Open New, a Shopify app that collects and auto-sorts the best reviews on every product without you moving a finger. Hello, and welcome to Infinite Shelf the show about retail that I, Ingrid Millman-Cordy, as a digital and e-commerce leader, wanted to listen to, but that didn't exist. Here's a little about me as we get to know each other. I have been in the digital and e-commerce space for over a decade. I've had the honor of working at some of the most iconic companies, helping build brands online that people love. Mac Cosmetics, Clinique, Elf Cosmetics, Ann Taylor, John Barbados, and Noon, just to name a few. I came up in the quote-unquote golden age of digital expansion, but really I have some pretty vivid memories from when us e-commerce weirdos didn't even have a seat at the table. And now we, internet freaks and geeks, seem to have our filthy paws all over all aspects of retail. This is not another e-commerce podcast, though I love Brave Commerce if you do need a recommendation. This is also not how I built this, but who doesn't love that show? This show is designed to have you follow me, your host and field guide, if you will, to explore what it takes to make brands, products, and services hit the right recipe of connection, relevance, emotional attachment, and of course, profitability. I've also resisted calling this an omni-channel show, but can't think of a better way to ask if we could please stop thinking about things in such binary terms like physical versus digital or traditional versus innovative. What I'm looking to learn and share with you alongside me are ways that we can learn from the valuable lessons of the past and use new and innovative ways in our journey toward world domination. Just kidding. In our journey toward building brands and products people don't want to live without. We'll interview some super smart people from all over the retail world, ask questions I would ask as a leader, decision maker, and PL holder. And always try to remember what's at the center of all of this is the people we're serving. And let's be real, a little about the inevitable profit margins we'll have to report. I'm so glad you're here. Let's hit it. Hello, and welcome to Infinite Shelf, the show about retail that I, Ingrid Millman-Cordy, as a retail leader and um, digital lady, wanted to listen to, but that didn't exist. Um, Today, I have the honor and distinct privilege of (laughs) introducing Brian and Philip. Uh, Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, we're being introduced. I know. My, my, how the turntables have... (laughs) the turntables have turned i love that um i feel like we need a record scratch right there (laughs) (laughs) we sure do well uh brian and philip are of future commerce fame and uh i wanted to have them on to you know help celebrate our first episode and also maybe explain how i tricked you guys into giving me a show Oh, no trick. I mean, no trick necessary. I think first I'm talking now, so I guess I'll start talking. <laughs> You're one of the smartest people that I know. And uh, not only are you that uh, so brilliant, uh, but 
when whenever we have these conversations with you, whenever we've had you on Future Commerce in the past, you know, we get off the recordings and I look at Brian and I'm like, why, why, why is she talking to us? She should have her own show. Uh, and you have unique uh, perspectives and, and, um, and such a unique voice in the industry. And, uh, and so I couldn't think of a better person uh, to partner up with to say, hey, we, we need to have different types of conversations uh, in, in e-commerce and retail and omni-channel. And, um, you know, someone who sort of challenges the status quo and asks why we do things instead of saying, here's how you do them. And uh, I couldn't think of a better person to lead that conversation than you. Yeah, I totally agree. The first time I met Ingrid was actually when she was giving a talk, was on a panel, and she just outshone the other speakers on that panel by far. It wasn't even close. That's actually what compelled me to go talk to her. I was like, I have to meet this person. She <laughs> oh, she is way, way smarter than everyone else that's speaking. I think at one point you were like, oh, I've been monopolizing the conversation. I should let you guys talk more. And I was like, no, don't. <laughs> like, you're the one that I want to listen to. I don't care about the other people on this panel. Yeah. Like, that the... the I, I, I like I think within the first few times of meeting you, I was like, Ingrid, someday you're going to keynote NRF because I actually believe that. <laughs> it's true. Uh, aim higher than that, Ingrid. RIP yeah. anyone yeah. else who's on that panel that's listening to this show right now, by the way. Um, but but I, I'm curious to hear from you, too. Like what you know, what what didn't exist in the world that you felt like needed to exist that uh, this gives you the opportunity to talk about and to do? Yeah. I mean, I think you actually, in in your description of it, really hit on something that I feel really connected to. And that is just having conversations that don't exist in other places where, frankly, I'm honestly having the most interesting and thoughtful and enlightening conversations on like texts or Slack or dinners, mm. like more intimate dinners with you guys, with other people that I'm I'm lucky to know in the industry. And I'm just like learning so much. And I wanted a place that was a little less formal, but still productive. Right. So mm. just like I want to take those lessons and learn and listen and also share from the people that I get the privilege of having these intimate relationships with. But then, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we publish it for this audience who probably would also get the same benefit from those conversations? So yeah, I mean, it's like the topics and stuff are all are all pretty much are pretty similar. Like we're all thinking about omnichannel. We're all thinking about in-store and digital and e-commerce and like, you know, social media and how the heck do we create enough content for people to listen or people to, to create, you know, to come back to our brands. But the, the conversations just felt very like formal. And so, yeah, there's so much fun, silly, weird stuff on the internet that I want to be able to like talk to you guys and talk to other There's people. not enough fun in our industry. Yeah. Everybody's so serious all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that stands out about Ingrid is like she takes really complex and important things and makes them super, super like enjoyable. Enjoyable and fun and worth like You're talking worth, about her as if she's deceased like she's not here. She's right here, Brian. I know. She's... I'm like here, Ingrid, you are very good at this. Thank you. You are very, very good at this and like I, I'm talking to the audience, Philip. That's what I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's I, you've got it. You got to, you got to believe that, um, you know, maybe, maybe you could credentialize yourself. I mean, you've, you've probably already done that to some degree just by, uh, you know, over the years on our show, but 
you know, you're, you're a leader in uh, businesses that have recognizable brands and, uh, and have really just done, you know, work at the highest level. Um, and that's, I, th- I think, y- I couldn't think of anyone more fitting to have the kinds of conversations with the kinds of leaders uh, that, you know, I think really can come across as more authentic as like, we're not exploring necessarily. It's not how I built this. Like, we're not looking for a story. Right. We're looking for those kinds of conversations, right? That are like kind of yeah. That can only be had by people who are in the trenches. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not a journalist. Like, I, I'm going to be a terrible interviewer because that's not what I do. Like, I'm going to ask people the questions. Like, truly, like, it's going to be embarrassing, but that's okay. Like, it's I'm going to ask people the questions the same way that I would over, you know, a cocktail, a dinner party or something like that. Um, and that's kind of the, I think, the, the difference is... I, it's, it's very, very, very much through the lens of me as a leader and and as a human being and as someone who tries to look at things in a, yes, definitely like happy and, and, and like delightful way, because when you work so many hours of your life, you have to make it fun or else it's just, Mm. it's not going to be bearable. Mm. And also because I'm just genuinely interested in what we do. I think it's so cool. What we get to do is like create brands and products and services that make people happy and improve people's lives. And that's just an honor. So it's, it's just fun to get to have conversations around that. Yeah, that's so cool. And, and, uh, you know, I think you were, you were being extra humble earlier when you like, yeah, I have so much to learn, which is true. Of course, like we can all learn more, but I think, you know, just with your history, you've got a perspective as well and, and a lot to share about the experiences that you've had over the years. Um, and like, like Philip said, I mean, you probably, you've already credentialized, credentialized pretty, pretty well, but like you have a very diverse set of brands that you've worked for all from like different industries and and in different roles. And I think that that's going to bring a ton to the show as well. I'm super excited. Oh yeah. I mean, if you don't, if you don't want to hear my opinion, you shouldn't listen to the show. I'm very opinionated. (laughs) Yes. I love opinions. Also why I'm not a, a, you know, journalist. I have lots of opinions. (laughs) Uh, And and you're, you're better for it too. Uh, the last thing I'll say is this has been uh, the process of helping you bring your perspective to creating a show has been enlightening for us in watching how much you push against, you know, the idea of uh, the intersection of technology and the humanity of what we do and and the centricity of, of where people people who you know live on both sides of the transactions there's there's the people who are buying uh, and there's the people who are selling and they're human yes. and they're and they're at the center of everything that we do and when we talk about infinite shelf it's the you know the stuff gets onto the shelf somehow and the stuff gets taken off the shelf by someone and uh, it's the the shelf is just the it's it's the table that's yes. being set for the meal that is being prepared. Like we're all party to the shelf brings us together, but it's not about the shelf. Ah, it's about the people. And that to me, hearing your thoughts on visualizing the brand of infinite shelf and what is the, what is the core of the why of why this needs to exist and the, the topics, the content, the people that you're bringing to the conversation, like it's been so inspiring for me to see uh, because you kind of keep bringing it back to the the why. And uh, I don't think enough podcasts exist with that kind of intentionality. We certainly didn't start Future Commerce with that kind of intentionality no. in the beginning, right? And and uh, and that's why I think 
that's what's going to bring depth to the thing that you're creating here is because you've spent a lot of time sort of obsessing about the details as to why it needs to be. I mean, just look at that artwork. Look at uh, that artwork. artwork. Uh, Every part of it. We I mean, all the music, like flipped the art, our chairs yeah. when we saw <laughs> Yeah, we did. We like knocked stuff over. Uh, when we did. And it took us like eight rounds to get there. Oh, I know. Um, Sorry about but that. But it, it was, no, that's, that's why. It worked that's, out. I, again, it's, it's because of the, it's the vision and the partnership, right? Like we're, we're bringing something into being, um, and it's about really the swag, b- Philip. It's about the That's swag. I can't, <laughs> can't have a piece of art that I don't want to wear on a hoodie. There it is. It's the Done. universe of the swag. It <laughs> informs oh it. Uh, I believe truly that we kind of tap into a creative conscious that exists. It's like we're finding the thing. It exists. We're finding it. Mm-hmm. And and to some degree, that's kind of how uh, the brands that we work with kind of perceive themselves to be. It's like this is a you know, it lives on a higher order, a higher plane of, um, of existence that we're all kind of discovering mutually together. Um, and I, I like that to me actually like gives significance or like purpose to the thing that we're all doing. Yeah. And like you said, it's it fun is at the center for me, purpose is at the center. If there isn't like a, uh, an ultimate purpose for people coming together yeah. over commerce, then, I don't want to be part of it. Yeah. Um, because I'm not interested in just facilitating a transaction. And frankly, it's no. it's it's so much out of respect for the audience. And you know, because right now we're developing mm. a, a a product and a service that is going out into the world. And so all of the ethos that I advocate for when I'm on the brand side has to exist here, right? And hey, you know, it's not going to be perfect from the beginning and we're figuring this out, but like, let's start out with this very, very vigorous way of advocating for the audience and making sure that what we are creating is something that they are going to be delighted by. Um, And I get, I think you're totally right. The purpose is at the center and it's definitely wrapped in like a funner candy coat. (laughs) We have a lot to learn from you. Uh, And speaking of fun, I, 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 I think you have a game teed up for us. Yeah. It is called Get Off My Lawn, a.k.a. <laughs> AKA what the kids are saying, a.k.a. Uh, terms used on TikTok that I need described to me secretly. <laughs> Shoot, this is not going to go well. <laughs> I'm stoked. I'm stoked. All right, here we go. Oh, I this is I'm so ready for this. I am so excited. <laughs> this I is have never game. been this more excited. This is the excited. part of the show where Philip, like shines ryan looks like an idiot and ingrid gets to learn (laughs) (laughs) um well in in full transparency i know what all these words mean but i think it would be very very fun to see if you guys do I, I, this is not fair. I've been boning up on TikTok for a month because because I was feeling old. So I'm going to be very I'm going to try very hard uh, to I'm going to I'm I have an unfair advantage. Let that be known. This game is called How Fast Can Brian Google Things? That's what this game is Oh, I love that, actually. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I know from knowing you for so many years that that is hella fast is the answer. That's like a truly like measurable form of science is hella Mm. fast. Hella fast. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It was like... Okay, no no Googling allowed, Brian. One eighth of an... what the heck is the name of the conference that we were using as a standard measurement of time? Remind me. <laughs> detail West. Detail West. That's the one. one. It's like he can do it in one, one ETW. Of an, ET, of an ETW. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I've, I've, 
Okay, let's PC. do this. I'm excited. ETW PC. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna. So it's kind of a mixture of like TikTok slang and just like regular like teenager slang. So Brian, you're not allowed to Google if you don't know. You have to guess because I think that'll be just as okay. entertaining, if not more. Oh, you know what's awesome is like you shouldn't tell us the answer, and no one should look it up. This is like balderdash. You have to vote who you think for who you think is right <laughs> as you listen, and then you can then we'll tell you the real. No, no, no. we can't do that. Trying to make the rules up. You're a contestant. I'm good at I'm, I'm gonna tell at, you. I'm great at balderdash. I'm gonna tell you why that can't work is because I, as a millennial, need immediate satisfaction. Google so. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Here we no, go. Here play, we let's go. Play. Sorry. I think the first one is a bit of a of a soft ball. Um. So, no cap. What does no cap mean? No cap. Facts. <laughs> yes. Good is this like you can answer fast enough? That I, gave you, I gave you a lot of time. No, Brian. I know. I know. I, I, I gave you like three it. or four uh, E-Tail Wests on that one. <laughs> E-T-W. Uh, perfect. Okay. So yes, it, no cap. Also cap, right? Can mean cap is yeah. BS, right? Like that's that ish is cap. Or we'll have to curse on this show. I guess we'll find yeah, out. You can, you can curse. It's your show. There's like. Apple podcast, like, I don't know, are they going to like shadow ban me or shadow something? Shadow ban you? I, they're going to have to shadow ban a lot of podcasts. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Um, all right. Next one. So you got that. Facts. Brian, can you do, can you use cap or no cap in a, <laughs> yes. in a sentence? I can quote Kanye. <laughs> uh, okay. Ingrid's great at hosting a podcast. No cap. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. That's facts, Brian. <laughs> facts. That's, I used it right, I think. <laughs> yeah. No, it's perfect. Perfect. Okay. Uh, this is not a term. It's more of a hashtag, but hashtag XYZBCA. I don't even know this one. Ooh. Yes. God, okay. I even stumped I up it. on number two. <laughs> Mr. I've been on TikTok for months. <laughs> I have been on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> I'm on like Ouch Guy TikTok though, and Berries and Cream TikTok, so it might be a different thing. Um, X Y Z B C A. Um, well, B C A's are the things that I take to aid recovery after a workout, um, and I use Noon uh, B C A. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to guess that it has something to do with a, a recovery drink. That's okay. Here's the my guess. Thing I've ever said out loud. So I, I'm actually a Gen Xer at heart. If you ever listened to Future Commerce, or maybe even older, potentially. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna say <laughs> that it's like X Y Z. Back in my day, is like when your fly was unzipped. So mm. I'm gonna say that something is open that shouldn't be open. I don't know what that thing is. I don't know what BCA is. Probably like. Like you're, you're, you're exposed in some way that you like, you need to get called out on. Wow. BC, BCA, by the way, uh, when I was, when I was in, uh, high school and college was the, the, the Baptist college collegiate athletes association. So that's also not helping anything here. <laughs> I bet that's, yeah. Well, uh, both, uh, valiant guesses. Um, <laughs> I like, I like the, I like the free promo for noon hydration that you can buy at noonlife.com, uh, from you, Philip. No, but actually, so XYZ BCA hashtag is truly means nothing. Um, it is a tactic for people to get more views on their content. 
So it's kind of like when you would remember, remember when you would like hashtag on Instagram, like hashtag Insta good, or like those really embarrassing <laughs> ones that like, I hope people are still not using. Um, but it's, it's another version of those, but for TikTok. So it means nothing, but it is heavily trafficked. So people use it. Exactly. exactly. Oh hashtag wow. Insta good. Please don't I mean, use that ever. I mean, future commerce might actually just be, we could rename it to X, hashtag XYZBCA. That's a good um, idea. That, let's yeah. re, let's like let's let's just gray hat all of our SEO. <laughs> Is there anything like that? There's stuff like that 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 exists in in retail and like that exists. That's a it's a gray hat technique, right? Mm-hmm. That is that's what that is. Yeah. I mean, degree. I'm just I'm here to to share all of the gray hat secrets. <laughs> I feel like you're exacting re- revenge on me right now because the way that I met you was through buzzword bingo uh-huh. and you're like flipping the <laughs> table. Circle. Full circle. This is full circle. That's this exactly is good. Let's it keep is. it going. This is <laughs> all right, great. all right. Here we go. The next one is on God. Brian knows this one. I know he knows that. Uh, nope. Don't know it. I'm gonna say, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? You, on you, God? you just said you can quote Kanye, and he had a whole song I know. on his. <laughs> but you don't know what it means. I don't know what it means. I didn't look it up. That's on God. What do you think it means? It's like it's not it's uh it's, it's not on you. It's on some it's on some other higher power. <laughs> hmm. Okay. It's like I mean, like luck. This isn't this isn't on me. This is on God. Like I'm not it's not on me. That's actually a better use for it, but that's not the impact use for I, it. I think it's like basically saying like I swear. Yes. Like Yeah. Oh. It's kind of like remember how we can no longer say, well, yeah, so the Kardashians used to go Bible. And it was like you know, I swear on my Bible or, you know, it's now it's Got on it. God because no one's allowed to say Bible anymore. Can I? That was pretty Bible. good. I didn't know that we could say that. Bible. Bible. Wow. There's yeah. so much I don't know. I'm yeah. realizing that now. So it's a wild world. I got to keep you on your toes, Philip. Okay. Here's, here's a, I think this one's good. This one's good. Radio. Do you have a guess or? No, go ahead. Okay. Just tell me. I'll All give right. Up. All right. Radio means you posted something and you've got crickets. Radio silence. No comments, no likes, just like a really sad radio. It has to be radio in order for it to to be deleted. Yeah. So the existence of it before. Didn't you post something (laughs) about that? No, I deleted it. It was radio. Yeah, exactly. I want to know how to use this. Do you say, oh, that was a total radio? Yeah. Or it's just like, oh, man, I posted that and I thought it was hella funny, but radio. Ah. Mm. Wow. Exclamation. I'm learning so much right now. (laughs) All right. Well, that is, I I have about a billion more, but I need to save them because this is, this was really You should save them. This is a great recurring segment. (laughs) Okay. If anyone ever listened to Future Commerce, We've tried recurring segments in the past, but um, the most recurring segment is that of which where Brian works a, a Costco mention into the. Uh, oh, into I the love show. that the ultimate Costco stand there is. Oh, I'll, I'll work it in here somewhere. I mean, you guys kind of just worked it in for we me. We just did. So we did it for I, you. He's yeah, I got my, I He's got my mention. I didn't even have to. I'm an actual influencer because Philip brought it up. <laughs> love that. Love it's that. Great. I'm also, I lo- I'm a Costco stand with you, Brian. So, and yes. Nordstrom. I'm a Nordstrom stand too. Oh yeah. I am. An, am I a Nordstrom? I don't, I, I I don't know if I'm are. a Nordstrom. I kind of am. I, I don't shop there as much as I shop at Costco, but that's because I have four children. So. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Fair. Can I, can I use radio in a sentence? 
please. Okay. Amazon Don't is launching department stair. What is that? Brian? <laughs> I said, don't comment afterwards. <laughs> okay. Angry, That'll be total angry. radio. Yes. I guess I don't have to. I, I was going to try to work <laughs> it in and use it in a sentence, uh, but I don't have to because I just used it. Yeah. Uh, Amazon's launching department stores, but radio. Am I right? Yes. Radio. No? That comment, yeah. not a radio comment. I'm all on board with that comment. <laughs> I know. I really like, I want to talk about that. I can't radio that. Yeah, no, that's not a radio. <laughs> I've undone myself now. Great. <laughs> it wasn't as meta as you hoped it would be. I was hoping it would be meta. Chat Desk knows how overwhelming it is to get buried in support tickets from social media, chat, and email. That's why ChatDesk came up with a solution to supercharge your support team with super fans of your brand. ChatDesk trains these experts to perfectly respond to your brand's voice and policies from day one. With ChatDesk, machine learning and human support come together to transport your customer support tickets into satisfied customers. Leading companies such as Thinks and Shea Moisture use ChatDesk to increase their Facebook and Instagram conversion by up to 15%. With one click, ChatDesk connects with your existing help desk so that you have time for the rest of your to-do list. And for a limited time, you can get started with ChatDesk for free. Check it out at chatdesk.com slash infinite shelf. I'd like to start the podcast with the way that I would start a big new role or a big new project, which is, hey, let's create a baseline, right? And like state of the Mm -hmm. union, if you will, of like what's going on in retail. And I think that one of the big themes that I've observed, and I think we've talked about this on Future Commerce, frankly, a lot, is the pendulum, right? So the idea of how the big three, Amazon, Target, Walmart, are sort of um, taking over the mindset, you know, mind share, wallet share, basically like at their full swinging capacity within um, our economy. And uh, then the other side of the pendulum is when smaller brands are starting to create really interesting products, disrupting industries, disrupting um, how we do marketing, how we talk to consumers. And then ultimately, eventually, you know, the, the big guys start to get a whiff of what they're doing and they either buy them all up or create their own versions of it. And then the cycle sort of like re begins from 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 nothing. And I think we're very much as a result of COVID realities, the checks that went out to everyone to try to keep people afloat and to try to soften the blow of the shutdowns and things like that. And also the places that remained open during the said shutdowns during COVID. I think all of mm-hmm. those things were huge, huge, huge impacts to the power of the big three. And I wanted to just talk to you guys about what you thought about that. And then also share with everyone how I'm thinking about that as like a business leader and how we're wanting to position ourselves for eventually where the pendulum starts to swing back. Cause it will. who did you say the big three were again? Did I hear Costco in there? <laughs> no, but they're 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 up there. They're up there. There's so much to say, and I don't want to hog the whole conversation. I think that when all is said and done, the amount of capital that we saw float into uh, assistive technology for for uh, last mile delivery, uh, the amount of capital that we saw flow into uh, uh, 
e-commerce direct-to-consumer and CPG businesses uh, during the pandemic. Uh, all of this, uh, you know, all of these, uh, you know, venture-backed and heavily capitalized uh, uh, companies uh, will really... It, what all that they have done is is proven out two things. One, uh, that the ultimate winners are big, you know, are the big uh, the big three, if you will. It is Amazon who is like using uh, Signal in the marketplace and watching these these businesses uh, launch left, right, and center, and, and watching which ones uh, succeed with customers, and then you know copying their business model because that's what Amazon does best. Um, and it is, it's, you know, and it's the Walmarts and Targets and other, you know, physical retailers of the world who are, you know, co-opting all of this uh, customer experience, which can be brand and it can also be like delivery and, and it can be marketplace. And they are taking it and kind of making it better and more palatable for the masses. And that's how we'll remember this era when all is said and done is all we did was widen the chasm between the big three and everybody else. And if there's anyone who could actually change that, it would be Shopify. But I think Shopify is mm -hmm. too busy in building a uh, in building a, sort of a kingdom of their own that is centered on this message of like helping entrepreneurs reach some sort of scale. But uh, when when you achieve escape velocity as a Shopify merchant, you don't stay on Shopify, you go somewhere else. And so that's going to be like, I think that's how we'll remember this era, uh, how many Etail Wests it takes until we get there, like until <laughs> <laughs> before we start thinking of, 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 wow, this was like a golden age for a lot of capital, but actually not a lot of change, right? It's mm -hmm. actually what we've done is we swung the pendulum back faster the other direction. Um, that's how I'm thinking of this, but I'd love to be told I'm wrong. For ETW's AC. <laughs> um, the, so yeah, I, I think there's, I think there's like a couple of points I want to add in addition. In, in many ways, we've seen retail get swallowed up um, by big retail. And, and I don't think it just has to be the big three. I think it's big retailers in general. So, you know, we talk about Nordstrom and REI and like some of these sort of like, I, I wouldn't call them mid-market. They're big. Um, but like, yeah, the, the, the big, uh, whatever that percentage number is at the top end, they're winning. Right. And, but, but here's my kind of like additional take here. A lot of the innovation and roll ups that we've talked about are actually brands. And the reason why I think, Philip, you're saying Shopify is the one that could actually empower some, you know, sort of breakout and, and new. Um, and, and, and there are steps past Shopify. Um, and they're not Shopify, but there are, there are steps past Shopify. Um, is that, it's actually a lot of the innovation we've seen has not been in retail. It's been in brand and product. And so um, the, the, the other big players that we haven't talked about are actually CPG. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that there's actually that side of it as well, where actually CPG is CPG winning is a little bit different question than mm -hmm. is big retail winning. Did you say CPZG? Because that, that should be a rapper that's a name. Hashtag. Yeah. That's my rapper hashtag. I just let it slip. <laughs> um, you didn't know? <laughs> um, the, um, post the, the SoundCloud link will be in the description. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me I don't, on that's not, how, not how I promote. I'm too underground for that. I'm 
I'm underground. I don't want to do SoundCloud. <laughs> I'm, I'm on Bandcamp. Yeah. Um, pre-save on, on uh, Go on. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Brian. Yeah, no, no, make- that's good. It's good. No, because, because, so I think a, a lot of the innovation that we've seen has been on the brand and product side. A lot of that's getting rolled up right now. And a lot of that brand innovation um, is, is, is been democratized. And so, um, it's actually very easy to start a new product line, a new a new brand. That all the tools are right there to do it. Um, and so a lot of a lot of the innovation that's happening is on product side because you can roll it up into a brand quickly, um, or in, into something, um, yeah, into a brand quickly, which has been now like all of these like smaller disparate brands are being acquired. Um, and so we've seen a round of innovation, and actually, Future Commerce caught this kind of early. Um, it, you know, we saw a lot of the innovation that was happening brand side, um, and retail side, large and small. Um, but I feel like this is the moment where, uh, uh we're going to see a new type of startup emerge and all of the innovation that we've seen right now, that's what's being consolidated as the past five years of innovation. And so, so the next round of innovation is something that we're going to definitely cover on future commerce. The next type of innovative startup and brand and retailer is what we're going to cover on future commerce coming up. I think that's super, super smart. And I'm actually stoked to, to hear what you guys are putting together and, and, and hopefully be a part of it. The, the way that I'm thinking about this in my day to day and the conversations that I'm having are, you know, how do we set ourselves up to be a part of a currently what's going on with, you know, these these big retailers and how do I set up my teams and ultimately help with, you know, as being a part of the leadership team within my organization? How do we set up the organization to take advantage of what the current climate is, but also be future focused on when the pendulum swings back the other way um, that we're ready and that we aren't blindsided by what the needs of the future consumer mindset is going to be, right? And so that's sort of heavy on on my mind. And I'm just thinking about how do we optimize and understand all of the investments that the Targets and Unilevers and Walmarts and Amazons of the world are making and how they're thinking about their future roadmaps, because we absolutely need to do that and be a part of that. But then also, because we are a brand that is truly a brand and has advocates and has, you know, deep roots in communities and and that human connection, how do we keep that relevancy and and focus? And I think that's just this really, really important way that we need to structure organizationally in order to take advantage of what that looks like, both in the current as well as what the future is going to look like. So that's just a topic that's constantly on top of mind. And I'd love to be able to dig into that um, in more episodes, in more content that we create for Infinite Shelf. I think that's very much like the ethos. So again, thank you for for walking through what that looks like in your minds currently, and then also just bringing it to this very, very practical, actionable way for, for me to think about in my team. So I appreciate that. The top 10% of reviews that make you sales get buried and no one sees them. That's where Open New comes in. Open New automatically shows the best reviews on every product so that you have the best chance of getting the sale. 
Learn more and get three months of smart reviews for free at opennew.com slash infinite shelf. That's O-P-I-N-E-W.com slash infinite shelf. Want to get away from costly discounts and the race to the bottom? Are you trying to figure out how to weave social impact in a genuine and authentic way? Gives has the perfect alternative. Donation incentives have time and time again outperformed traditional discounts. Merchants using Gives see up to a 90% increase in website conversion and a 20% increase in average order value. Head to gives.com slash infinite shelf to get your free three months. That's G-I-V-Z dot com slash infinite shelf. We're excited. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what a community of people bring to your side of the conversation too. Uh, Ingrid, you can tell uh, I'm used to being a little pessimistic um, in that there's a, uh, you know, I, that the, the general audience of people that I hang out with like to chase fads. And so I've become a little bit of a curmudgeon in that <laughs> I, I, I feel like that there are truisms in the way that business operates and like the ways that we, uh, we build uh, sustainable businesses that have, that have endured for a long time. And the chances that we live in an era where that's being fundamentally disrupted, right. That the, like that we've inverted it entirely is incredibly small. Mm -hmm. Like the, it's all the same tactics. They're just done in different ways today. Um, and that's where, that's where I think we're, uh, uh, we differ is that I think you have an extremely positive outlook and I have uh, a little bit of a pessimistic outlook. Um, so I can't wait to hear how the conversations uh, that you have shape up on the show. Yeah, thanks. And I, I honestly, it's it's very much a conversation, right? I'm, I want to hear the pessimistic view so that I can at least incorporate that into decisions that are being made and, and be ready for what that, uh, what my answer is going to be when things like that come up. But, you know, frankly, organizationally, the way that I'm thinking about um, structuring my team and the way that I coordinate with my cross-functional teams is we have to be more integrated than ever before. Like we cannot afford to be siloed in any way. Um, so even when it comes to like our corporate planning and that kind of thing, it used to be, okay, like marketing team, you go off and you do your plan. Sales team, you go off and you do your plan. And then we come together and we figure it out. But in reality, like anyone who's looking at planning right now, and you know, it's October, who isn't in planning right now, um, at various stages, I, I really think that if you're not thinking about things in a decentralized way, that you're probably behind. Um, and it's going to be really, really hard to catch up. And so I'm, I'm definitely doing that with my teams and you know, whether it's the team that I oversee or the the part, the leadership team that I'm a part of, um, it's super, super important, more, more so now than ever. That said, the accountability of each component of the cross-functional teams has also never been more important. So yeah. every part of the organization not only needs to collaborate, but also be accountable. And I think that's the other side of, you know, the black and white that exists. We need to be able to work together, but we also need to maintain accountability. And I think, I think if you're able to figure out a system where both of those things are happening, that's a recipe for winning. 
that's exciting. <laughs> I'm, I really am excited to hear about that, how you're breaking down those silos. I actually think that that is one of the biggest challenges for retail right now. And so that's why I'm excited about your show. Yeah. Well, this has been super, super fun. I'm so glad that we got to do this. Um, I love y'all. I'm grateful to be part of the Future Commerce fam. And uh, I'll catch you guys soon. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ingrid. 